Welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. It's Michelle here, and as always, and I'm so thankful to say, Suzanne's here too. Hey, Suzanne, how are you? <laughs> well, yes, I'm, I'm glad to be here too. It's always fun to get together and do our podcasts. I know, and I always trip over the introduction because in my mind, I'm trying to think of another way to do it, but... You know, you get set in a rut and you always say the same thing. So there you have it. There you have it. Yeah. Well, I'm on the road this week. I was fortunate enough to get to go see two of my boys. I got to go see Cameron in Seattle and Colton in Denver. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun or it was a lot of fun in Seattle. And then I came to Denver, which started out to be very fun. But I think Denver has something against me. I I really think the universe when I'm here is conspiring against me because last time I came to visit, I got COVID. Right. The next time I came to visit or I was going to come to visit, Rob got sick. So I had to cancel. And this trip, I got one really incredible day with Colton and then he got sick. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Denver doesn't want you there. I know. Yeah, that's a shame. So did you get any other time or have you just been killing time while you've been in Denver? Um, I got to see my cousin who I haven't seen in like 30 years. So that was really nice to catch up with her. So that was a bonus. And I had a lot of downtime. And I always say I want downtime until I have it. And then I don't know how to fill it. Have you ever had that (laughs) (laughs) issue? Yeah, I have. I definitely have where it's like you don't feel like doing anything or you feel like you've been too busy and then, you know, you're down for an hour and you're like, okay, now what do I do? (laughs) Make myself busy, make myself useful. Yeah, I'm taking a class. So I got that done and I got some other little projects done. And then I thought about going shopping, but we're headed to Vegas in two weeks. So I wanted to leave shopping (laughs) open for Vegas. True. And my closet's full. So yeah, yeah. I don't ever see. tell Rob I said that that my closet's full. He yeah. knows it, but don't <laughs> let him know I'm admitting to it. Yeah, I keep cleaning my closet out, thinking I'm going to do something about how full it is. And why is it that I clean it out, clean it out, clean it out, and it's still full? I have way too many clothes. Yeah, I clean mine out, and I move half of it to another closet, and it still feels right. too full. Okay, well, here is the problem this year in Arizona is that by this time, I was thinking about this yesterday, by this time of the year, end of February, beginning of March, we are well into warm weather. So winter clothes get put away. Well, not so much this year. It's like we are in the beginning of March and we are still, we still have a threat of snow. in carefree Arizona. It's like, okay, what is going on? I know. I've been feeling the same way. I was looking at the 10-day forecast, and finally, at the end of next week, I think it gets into the high 70s. Yeah, we're talking well into March by then. And so, so my point is, my closet is still filled with winter clothes. And I keep thinking, I got to put these away. I got to put these away. But then I wake up in the morning and it's 36 degrees outside and it's like, I can't put them away yet. And so I have a very full closet. That is my excuse. Well, I'm guessing the weather doesn't spark joy, but maybe our first segment will. So we'll be right back. 
And we're back. I always love to say that, and we're back. It just sounds so cool. <laughs> I know. But in this quick little segment, I think we need to revisit that pour from the last two episodes, Suzanne. And do you know the first thing I'm going to ask you? No, go ahead and ask. I probably do. I just had slipped my mind. Okay. Did you think of taglines for us? Because you didn't like the one no, that I gave I, you. I'm not creative enough to come up with taglines. And I thought about it for a minute and a half. And then I'm like, I just got to go with what you came up with because I can't do taglines. I'm not that creative. So you've embraced the queen bee. No, I haven't embraced it because, and I decided it's the fact that you're calling me a queen bee because I don't feel like a queen bee. A queen bee to me is like the, the matriarch of everything, you know, the boss of everything. And I don't think of myself that way, even though that's probably a true statement. I probably am the boss of everything in my own mind. Well, it was just done and fun. And I started to think about it because I felt bad about your reaction. So I sent no. you like all of Lisa Vanderpump's taglines over the years. And they are just snarky. They're just kind of, they take that little <laughs> bit of truth and then they like blow it up to something bigger to make it more right. golden in your face. Right. So my tagline is just fine. I'll okay. own it. I will okay. own it. Okay, we'll go with that then. And then the only other thing we needed to revisit before we move on in today's episode is our giveaway. Oh, yep. It's that time, isn't it? We're getting it's close. getting very close. So here's what I'll share about that. Why Hello Modern Home has teamed with Orange Juice Optional, and they are creating a gift basket for a giveaway that we're doing. And in order to be eligible for the giveaway... There are three things you must do. You need to follow our social media account, Orange Juice Optional on Instagram. And mm -hmm. you need to follow Why Hello Modern Home. So I guess mm -hmm. that's two things, but kind of the same right, thing. Right, right. Okay. And then you need to like the post about the giveaway and then tag three friends. So Yay. easy peasy, just like that. And then that contest is going to close on March 12th. That's the deadline. And we are going to be announcing the winner on our episode March 21st. There you have it. There you have it. So something to look forward to, just a little way for us to say thank you and, yeah, get, get the podcast out there. So it's a win-win, I think. I agree. And it's going to be a great gift basket for whoever gets it. It's going to be a good one. I know. I tried to figure out a way I could get in the drawing, but that's probably not the right thing to do. So we'll leave it for all of our listeners. We do say thank you for following us and thank you for tuning in. And remember, March 21st is a date, the announcement. We're back. And being that it's the first of the month, we have a talk of the day. And Suzanne has <laughs> kept me in the blind about what our discussion is going to be about. So I'm going to be as surprised as everybody else. Yeah, you're building it up way too much. And it's so stupid. <laughs> it's such a stupid talk of the day. But I tend to go that way. You know, you when you're watching, I was watching Hoda and Jenna. And they showed a photo that was trending on social media. And they'd started this conversation about how you would approach it, 
this photo. And it reminds me of the photo when there was the dress and some people saw the dress as silver and some people saw the dress as blue. Do you remember that? I do remember it. it was gold. I can't remember, but it was a huge, it was a huge thing. And this isn't even that big. (laughs) It's, it's so minute, but it did trigger a thought process with me because the photo was a, (laughs) was a photo of a half eaten sandwich. And it asked, what, where is your next bite? Is it going to be a crust, a center, or a corner of your sandwich when you have a half-eaten sandwich? And I just laughed because I immediately knew where my next bite was going to be. But they said that if you pick the wrong answer, you might be considered psychotic. And I just really, laughed. Yes. And of course, I picked the center bite. I would always that would be my next bite would be the center bite. Now, when you're eating a sandwich, do you eat the crust or the center first? Before I answer where I would bite, which one's the psychotic one? Because I don't they, want... No, they didn't reveal that. They did not reveal that. Well, you have to reveal that. Well, at the end, I can reveal it, but I can't tell you now because it's going to it's going to change your answer. If you're eating a sandwich, do you eat the crust or the center First. Okay, I thought there was a third choice. Crust, center, or corner, but that's for a half-eaten sandwich. Okay. So imagine that sandwich. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're no having pleasure. me think way too early in the morning. I would because all I can imagine, and I know it's not what you're describing is a sandwich cut in half, like half of it's gone. So you just have the other half left. And right, except you have to imagine that there are it's not a straight cut across. It's a half eaten sandwich. So it's, there are bites in the sandwich. I'm feeling like Suzanne now arguing against (laughs) (laughs) the facts. I would probably eat a bite from the side. Okay. That's a little psychotic. (laughs) Is it really? I mean, the way I'm picturing it in my mind, I wouldn't do, I definitely wouldn't do the crust. I would be more likely to do the center, but I always go in from the side. But I didn't see the picture. so Right. You didn't see the picture. But the most popular answer was number two, the center of the sandwich. So people eat the center of the sandwich and probably leave the the crust. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Which brings me to my next question. When you're eating dinner, do you save the best for last or do you eat the best first? So you have a plate and your favorite thing is on that plate. Are you going to eat everything else and then save the best for last? Or are you going to eat what you love first and leave the rest? I'm going to save the best for last. Me too. That's exactly what I would do. And I, when I was 10 years old or 12 years old, I had an argument with my grandpa about this. And it has always stuck stuck in my head because I always eat the sets the best for last because otherwise I won't eat the other stuff on my plate. It'll I'll eat what I like and then I don't eat the rest. And my grandpa always said, but what if you get full and you have the best part of your meal sitting there, but you're too full to eat it, then you miss out on the best part. So it's kind of like eating dessert first. If you like dessert, you eat your dessert first because you're probably too full for dessert after you've eaten a whole meal. Unless you're us, of course, because we always get dessert. We do always get dessert. 
But just a little food for thought. Okay, so here's my other thing. My next question is when you're eating, do you eat one course at a time on your plate? So let's say you have a vegetables, starch, and a meat on your plate. Do you eat vegetables, starch, meat? Do you eat starch, vegetables, meat? Do you eat meat, starch, vegetables? Or do you alternate and have vegetables? You know what I'm saying? You have a bite of vegetables, a bite of starch, a bite of meat. Or do you mix it up on your plate and eat it all together? Okay. Mixing it up on my plate would freak me out. Like it hasn't been that long that I've even liked my food touching. Right. I know that sounds weird. So I would never mix it up on my plate. Ever, ever, never. If I have a salad, I'll always eat that first before I eat anything else. And okay. let's see. If it's a vegetable I don't like, I'll eat that first. But if I like it, I'll eat it like taking turns, not not perfect turns, just wherever I'm drawn. So I kind of eat them all together. Okay. But if I don't like the vegetable, I'll eat it first. How but about you'll you? eat but you'll eat the vegetable. See, I won't even touch them. If I don't like the vegetable, if I don't like it on my plate, I won't eat it. I won't Okay. Touch it. Yeah. And let me clarify. I was thinking of a meal I made at home where I put it on my plate. If I go to a restaurant and I don't like the vegetable, I will not eat it. So thank you for reminding me of that because I was thinking, okay, when I cook a meal and I plate my food, that's, I know I'll eat some of the vegetable then because I put it on my plate. Okay. So let's get back to the sandwich real quick. Which <laughs> sure. one was the psychotic one? The way I was going to eat yeah, it from the side? Yeah, going in from the side. Going in from the side. Eating through the crust, not the corner, but eating through the crust from the side of the sandwich in. Oh, maybe I That's, misunderstood it because I wouldn't do that. I guess I need to look at the sandwich. Yeah. I Like I said, this was truly a brainless topic of conversation, but it, for whatever reason, it triggered something in me. It's like, I'm always interested about this kind of thing. I remember when I was in college... I had this thing about M&Ms. I loved M&Ms, but I could never eat. I can't take a handful of M&Ms. I have to sort them by color. I still do that today. I just don't eat M&Ms very often. But I like I'll have to eat all of the red ones first. And then I eat the yellow ones. And then I eat the blue ones. I can't eat a red one, a yellow one, and a blue one. That's fascinating. I had never thought of like breaking them into colors. Maybe when I was really little and I had to count them to make sure I had equal Enough. to like my siblings and then right. I probably did break them out. But ah, that's very interesting. Yeah. And so it, 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 and that's what this whole thing triggered in my mind because I remember back to my college years when, and I had a couple of roommates who thought I was crazy and because I could not mix my M&Ms. I had to eat them by color. And talk about psychotic. I mean, that is psychotic. I wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but do you still eat them that way or do you not oh, yeah. eat M&Ms anymore? Well, if I eat M&Ms, if I eat anything, I do it by color. I organize, I organize it and I can't randomly just eat one. And I usually save my favorite color for last. 
I won't, I'll save like yellow. I love yellow candy. I love anything yellow. So it's like, if there's a mixture of colors, I will eat every other color and then I'll eat the yellow. I, I just say, I know it's a stupid topic of conversation, but, but it struck me because I have tendencies that are a little psychotic, I think. I think we all do. If we start breaking them down like that, just let us enjoy our damn M&Ms the way we want to. <laughs> well, you'll probably never look at an M&M the same way. You'll probably, I never will. You'll probably have to decide what is your favorite color and are you going to eat that color first or are you going to eat it last? I no, will, I will eat say <laughs> I eat it last also, but I don't usually break them down into colors. It's lucky if they're not more than like I pour mm-hmm. four or five in my fist and just pop them in my mouth all together. I've done that before. (laughs) Not very ladylike. Yeah. Well, see, that's the other thing. I eat an M&M one at a time. I don't put more than one in my mouth at a time. And I usually do too. That's just if I'm at a movie or something or really hungry. And I have to ask this question. So when you go to the movies, do you ever have M&Ms? No, I have hot tamales because they're all red. (laughs) <laughs> so you don't have to worry that you can't see the color. You know, yeah. they're all red. Right. Or I'll have junior mints because they're all the same color. But no, I would never have M&Ms at the movies. Okay. Wow. That's something <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and the reason I was asking about M&Ms at the movie theater, and my sister taught me this, is when we go to the movies, we get a bag of popcorn, we get peanut M&Ms, and we pour the peanut M&Ms into the popcorn. So then you get the sweet, you get the salty, it's all right there for you. Okay. Yeah. And that is something that I could never, ever bring myself to do. I couldn't do it. That would drive (laughs) me insane. Yeah. Just not knowing that is fascinating to me and not psychotic at all. Right. Well, and it's kind of like having your champagne and your Coke, either you drink it separately or you just put it all in the same glass and drink it together. And it never occurred to you to drink it together. You drink it separately together. (laughs) Right. Just like how I eat a root beer float, although I don't like root beer, a Diet Coke float. I Uh like an ice cream cone and I like Diet Coke together, but not together, not in the same glass. Right. Yeah. So there you have it. I think we have exhausted this topic. I think we have, but it like brought something else to mind, which I'll share just quickly. And I hope I can do it justice. Uh, when I was okay. running Rob to the airport recently, mm-hmm. we were listening to ESPN on the radio mm-hmm. and they were having a discussion about the definition of lunch and the definition of dinner. And it came about because one of the guys talking wanted to take his wife to a nice dinner Uh On Valentine's Day. However, because of his work schedule, he set the dinner time at one o'clock in the afternoon. So they were going to a fancy dinner, eating what he considers dinner food at one o'clock. And he called it dinner. Now his co-hosts were arguing, no, that's lunch. Lunch. And so then they got into the discussion (laughs) about whether time of day defines lunch or the food you're eating defines lunch. That's, that is actually, in my opinion, a very fascinating topic. Again, I was fascinated by it also. Right. And, and what did you conclude? I concluded that because Rob and I, as you know, 
we have Friday night date night, but we do it at three o'clock mm-hmm. because the restaurant gets so busy and we like the bartender where we mm-hmm. sit. So mm-hmm. we just go at three o'clock, but we eat dinner food and I consider that dinner. Now, if I did it at one o'clock, I would probably consider it lunch. But even though three o'clock is earlier than the normal dinner time, I do consider it dinner. Okay, but then I think there's a cutoff time of when is it dinner, when is it lunch. And I think about, okay, well, there's Sunday dinner growing up. We always, but we called it Sunday lunch because it was right after church. So we, but that was always our main meal of the day was right after church. And some people call that Sunday dinner, but we called it Sunday lunch because of the time of day. And then there's supper time because on the farm, because my dad grew up on the farm, you had, you had, what was it? Dinner, lunch, supper. <laughs> so you had dinner at noon, lunch at four, and supper at nine after you milked the cows. Okay. Totally so, different. That yeah. throws another variable completely into that conversation or topic. Right, right. And when we were growing up, a lot of times my dad referred to our dinner as supper. Because that, in his mind, supper was the last meal of the day. Farming, it came after you milked the cows, which was usually later. So you had a lunch late afternoon, but your main meal was dinner at noon. So you're saying time of day more time than of day. the food that you're eating. Absolutely. It's time of day in my mind. No matter okay. what you call it, that time of day, it's time of day. And yeah, and I would consider anything up until three o'clock in my mind, is lunch. No matter what food you're eating. No matter. If I'm having a scrambled eggs and toast, that's lunch to me if it's two in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I do. I I just thought it was a fascinating conversation. I know. I love that topic. Yeah. If you brought me a steak and baked potato and a salad and a big dessert at noon... That's still lunch to me. I would never order that at noon, but I but that is still lunch to me. And that's what his again his co-hosts they were saying. You're taking her to a fancy lunch, and he's like, "No, it's dinner." So it was very fascinating, and I'm like, I've got to remember this, and it kind of just flowed in very Boy, easily yes, with the conversation did. we were having. Yes, it did. Okay, so that, well, that topic wasn't as lame as I thought it would be. No, I don't think it's lame at all, but I am going to have to go look for that picture of the sandwich and then maybe give you a better answer because I don't want to be psychotic by the way I eat food. <laughs> hey, I've already admitted to be, being psychotic about the way I eat food. Well, I do some weird things too. I mean, for years right. again, I didn't like my food to touch. So <laughs> with all that shared, let's move on. Sounds good. Suzanne, I was thinking about something that happened to me yesterday, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to hear your opinion on it because at first it really annoyed me, and then I felt sorry for this person. And I'm wondering how you would take it. So where I'm staying in Denver, on their main street, it is very lovely. It's something like out of a picture book. They have lights strung across the street 
down this whole street. It just reminds you of a winter wonderland or a small town. And Mm -hmm. it really speaks to my soul. So I went and had dinner last night. And as I was walking back, because I told myself for three days, I was going to get a picture of this, but I hadn't. Mm -hmm. As I was walking back to the hotel, I took my camera out. I took a picture from like before I got into the site, the crosswalk. So right before I stepped into the crosswalk, because little red guy was still up, I took a picture. Well, then the green guy came up. So it was my turn to walk. And as I was walking, now, mind you, I did not stop to take a picture, but I clicked one picture. I clicked a second picture and a guy in a truck waiting to turn honked at me. I had the green light, the green man. I was not stopped in the middle taking a picture. I was walking and taking it because I was thinking, I hope it doesn't turn out blurry. And he honked at me. And I was immediately just like, I waved at him really quickly and walked a little bit faster. But then I looked at the green light, which was still green. It hadn't even started counting down yet. And I kind of pointed at it and kept walking. So I immediately stepped into frustration, like that guy's a complete jerk. But then I felt sorry for them because they don't even know how beautiful that is. They're not taking time to see what I'm seeing or the peace in that moment. Instead, they're ruining it with a honk and impatience. Uh, yeah, I, I would just be annoyed with him. I, it's like, that's on him. Yeah. And why feel sorry for the man? He's treating you badly because he doesn't want to take in a beautiful scene. Shame on him. I know. And that's how I felt. I just felt sorry sorry that he's in such a rush that he's not taking time to like smell the roses or see the beauty around him. And that's why I felt sorry for him. But I was still a little Uh, bit annoyed, but I'd rather step into releasing it than holding on to it. And that's the only way I could do it is to find the rose and the thorns. And that's where I found it. Well, I mean, at least you know how to deal with it. At least you know how to get it off your chest and not be haunted by it. Whereas I would still be upset about it. But in my opinion, yeah, shame on him. Yeah, well, obviously stuck with me. So I haven't released it completely. But let me ask Mm -hmm. you this question. Mm -hmm. Rules reversed. Somebody's walking across the street. They have the green hand there taking a picture as they walk. And you're in the car. Do you honk at them? Or do you just let them have that moment? No, I don't just let them have that moment. My dad used to say to me, or he didn't say it to me, but when he was driving it, and there were other idiot drivers on the road, and you know that I am not a patient driver, but anyone, it's like, and I say it all the time. It's like, you, you know, share the road. You're not the only person on the road, whether you're crossing the road or you're turning onto the road. No, don't waste my time stopping in the road and taking a picture And I usually don't honk, but if it's too long of a time, if I'm sitting there waiting because they decided to stop in the middle of the road, that is totally inconsiderate of that person crossing the road. And it's like, you don't own the road, share it with the other people around you. Right. And And I would consider that inconsiderate too, had I stopped, but I didn't stop. So like if someone's walking, they're not stopping, taking a picture, would you still honk at them? No, never. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. But, but I, but it does, it is a sensitive subject for me because I do not like people who forget that there are other people on the road. 
that they're sharing this space with other people and they think that everyone has to be on their time clock. It's like, no, that's not how it works. You're sharing this space with everyone else who has to be somewhere. So have some consideration. Get out of the left lane. If you want to drive slow, get over. You know, so yeah, you're sending me off onto a whole nother topic that we're going to have to save for another day. Yeah, we're saving it for our next episode because I have a topic waiting that's called taking on the characteristics of. And <laughs> it's something that happened to me and I responded like you. And I might have to do with driving. I, there you go. Well, so okay, so we'll, we'll save, save that it for our yeah, for our next podcast. Okay, well, with that shared again, we're getting close to closing this out. We had the book of the month in February. You are picking the book of the month for March. So what have you selected for us? Well, a favorite author of mine who writes novels, Jojo Moyes, has a new novel out and it is called In Someone Else's Shoes. And I picked it because as soon as I saw Jojo Moyes on the shelf, at Barnes and Noble. It's like, oh my God, she has a new book because I love her style of writing. And this, from the description, it sounds like a story about two women who are at the gym. One's a very wealthy woman, but her husband just divorced her. She's in a you know, bad place in her life. And the other woman who is down, who has been down on her luck for a long time, trying to get out of the slump she's in and they accidentally grab each other's gym bags on their way out and they find each the other person's shoes in the bag and they wear those shoes into their next their journey in life and there it's a metaphor obviously but um but it sounds like a really good concept or topic for a book and I'll remind you that Jojo Moyes wrote Me Before You, After You, Giver of Stars, all books that have stories that go beyond just the story. There's, it's a metaphor for something in life. And so anyway, I think yeah. it'll be a fascinating book and should, and should bring good conversation. I love this, but I have to ask, do you think I'm going to need to have Kleenex handy? Because some of her other books got me. And I was watching one of the movie adaptations of one of her books, bawling on the airplane. And that was very embarrassing. I know. And I do know, yeah, it's a really good book if it moves me to tears. And I do think maybe for you, it was thought provoking for me. And yeah, there were a couple times where I shed tears and, but I don't know. Not all of her books do that for me, but that one did. And it was very thought provoking. Okay. Well, I cannot wait to jump in and we'll get on that very soon. So for this episode, we only have one thing left to do, and I'd like to give you something to sip on. And okay. I think this is something that everybody should remember as they go through each day. And here is the quote, make yourself a priority. At the end of the day, you're your longest commitment. Author oh. unknown, but beautiful. Yes, it is. I like that. So cheers, everyone. Until next week. Cheers.